0: 7654321 Hey guys, this is Liz Candace. This is Nikki Collins. What up guys? This is Hey, this is Yamani Hey, this is Drug Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Welcome WNBA Nation to your very special uh, night owl solo version of WNBA Nation. I am your host, Logan Jones. My co-hosts are asleep because they're not suffering from insomnia. However, um, that's good news for you listeners because it means I can do a quick recap of this weekend in WNBA basketball. There's a lot that went on. Uh, You probably weren't able to watch all of the games. Uh, Depends on if you're a league pass slash Facebook switch slash ABC national. I don't know. It, the games are like this every year. They're kind of on every channel. There's a really handy flow chart that we retweeted onto our timeline. Uh, if you want to go see exactly how you could watch every game, but if you can't, uh, that's what the show is here for. We're going to catch you up on everything that happened this weekend. Uh, While I'm mentioning the Twitter feed, go ahead and follow us at Pod on Twitter if you haven't already, as well as drop a five-star review so we can read it on the show and have all the warm fuzzies for you. Uh, We'll we'll call you up by name and and give you a shout out for that. Uh, We have some stuff to cover, and it's just me today, so I'm going to try to do it quickly before you get bored of my voice. Uh, We will get to Ryan Howard's 33. We will get to some of the teams in the bottom of the power rankings. In fact, we're going to structure this today. Based on, uh, mine and your own Steve Schwartzman, Steve, Steve um, Steve Schwartzman's power rankings, which I, I, he dropped in our chat earlier, which means I, I can kind of glean some insights off of that. Um, if you also haven't been checking out our website, we do have, uh, a blog that Kyle puts up every week on com with our consensus power rankings. Uh, and we're going to be fleshing out written content on that uh, as the season progresses. So go ahead and check that out. But without further ado, let's dig in, uh, our consensus number one overall team so far, roughly four games into the season, which as we know is a hilariously small snapshot, um, is the Las Vegas aces. They are sitting at three and one with a 23 point win over the dream, uh, over the weekend. If you didn't watch this game, Ari McDonald got in the game for the dream, got some stuff going on, uh, but it wasn't enough to overcome a nice night from Asia Wilson uh this was your quintessential Las Vegas win. They shot well. They shot well from distance. Uh they actually suffered uh a little bit on the boards. Atlanta had the board uh advantage, but pretty much I I believe they led wire to wire at about halftime. It was already kind of getting out of control. The dream weren't able to make a push in the second half. The aces look like they're playing fast and free under new coach Becky Hammond, and until someone unseats them in a convincing way. Uh, It looks like they're going to be the number one team for a long time. We are going to talk about the Washington Mystics momentarily. Don't you worry, Mystics fans. Uh, Number two, let's talk about the Mystics. Um, A surprising team to some, at least among the show. I know we've got people on Twitter calling us out for being down on them in our preseason predictions episodes. But they are three and one. uh, And the one came from kind of an unlikely source, but they have a win over the Aces, uh, they've also beat the Fever and the Lynx, which we'll get into later in the show. Um, they suffered a loss over the weekend to Dallas. Um, it was one of those Arike games. Arike I went for 27. She was 9 of 20 shooting. Um, tough to beat the Arike erupts night, uh, which is understandable. But overall, the Mystics are off to a great start to their season. Elena Deladon looks consistent as ever. She's out there getting her 20 points a night. Just like we said, uh, if she's healthy, that's, that's what she's going to give you rain or shine. Um, they're shooting really well this season. They're taking care of the ball mostly, but in that loss to Dallas, 21 turnovers, no good. Uh, it was close at the half and pretty close down the stretch, but Washington was able to close them out. Or excuse me. Dallas was able to close them out. Deal Washington, their first loss this season. Uh, I, I haven't polled my co-host on this. But so far, I don't think we believe that Dallas is a threat to the Washington Mystics in in terms of the power rankings. So we're going to chalk that up to a good win for the Wings and for Enrique Igumboale to get things going. But overall, we're still positive about the way things are going for the Mystics so far. Um, we don't trust them enough yet to put them in the number one spot, but stay tuned. Let's jump over to Chicago. Chicago is 2-1 and one on the season. They've got wins over the Liberty and the Lynx. They beat the Lynx at Minnesota uh, recently over the weekend. They also have a loss. Their opening season loss, the Sparks kind of jumps out um, just because they <laughs> it seems like they continue to have trouble with that particular team. Uh, but otherwise, we like what we've seen from them. They haven't really been tested. We don't consider the Liberty. And the, I keep saying we. I, I need to consult um, my co host on <laughs> these opinions more if I'm going to do a solo app like this. But um, I feel confident that none of us feel great about the Liberty and the Lynx uh the way they're currently playing. Uh they need to turn things around in a hurry if they're gonna do anything this season. Uh we it doesn't feel like we've seen the like the real Chicago Sky yet, though. We we haven't seen them match up against really tough playoff bound team like no no team that was in the playoffs last year that did anything has played them yet. So we expect them to be good. Uh the Sky and this next team are kind of atop the power rankings because we respect what they've got in the locker room, but there's Kind of a lot of question marks surrounding them and the Connecticut Sun. Uh, Connecticut's only played two games so far. Most other teams in the league are at four. There's a couple at three, like Chicago's only at three. Indiana's played five. Um, but they've got a loss at the New York Liberty in the season opener. And then a 17 point win against the LA Sparks. So we feel good about the Sun, right? I, I think Sun fans probably are anxious to get like really into the season. Um, Alyssa Thomas is back and healthy and leading the team in points per game and field goal percentage, hitting 24 points per game and shooting really well. But the sample size is even smaller for them than anybody else. They're at number four on the power rankings because they haven't done anything wrong to lose that spot. Uh, we'll see. Uh, they've They've got games. They've got another one at the Liberty coming up and then two games against Indiana and then two games against Dallas. So a pretty soft opening to the season for them on paper. Um, certainly things could go wrong. They already lost one at the Liberty this year, but by the looks of it, very easy to see five and O or four and one coming in the next week, week and a half for the Connecticut sun, and they should get off to a hot start. Things will turn around for them, obviously by middle and late season. So hang on to your hats. If you're a sun fan for that late season stretch next up, the Atlanta dream are three and one. And while I don't know how much we should trust them because their wins over teams are, are teams that I am suspicious of. Uh, they've conducted themselves well and they've got the, <laughs> they've got a rookie in Ryan Howard. Who's doing something. Uh, we were down on this year's draft class a little bit. I think we looked at Ryan Howard and Melissa Smith as an easily swappable one and two. And then there were some gems elsewhere in the first round, but nobody that we thought you could necessarily build a franchise on. well, Four games into her career, right now it's averaging 21 points a game. Um, she's also doing it on the boards. She's getting blocks. She's getting steals. She's only turning the ball over like, like less than two times a year. It's, it's pretty unreal um, that she's been thrown right into professional basketball, um, playing the majority of minutes in every game for Atlanta and figuring things out. I mean, she, she doesn't look intimidated by the speed of the game. She looks like a go-to scorer for an offense that badly needs it. She did put up a season high for any player 33 in a win against the fever in a good game against the fever, which we'll talk about. I think when we get to the Indiana segment, um, they look like they know how to execute down the stretch for a team that just looked like it had lost their way last season. So uh I don't trust them personally as much as maybe a team like the mystics that has finally put some things together after years of, of feeling like I had the talent that was necessary to win in this league. Um, feels like this could be a little bit of an aberration for the dream, but we're gonna enjoy it while it lasts, and they deserve to be up here. Um, speaking of, um, by the way, um, that man. If you if you need to go back and rewatch any game that you might have missed this weekend, and it's overwhelming to look at League Pass and um, the bad UI on the League Pass app, and you just need to pick one, go ahead and grab some popcorn and watch the Dream Fever game. Um, it was a joy it truly was very fun basketball moving on. We've got the Phoenix Mercury, uh, Phoenix basketball fans, not a lot to celebrate this week in, uh, in terms of (laughs) your men's team. And I apologize for that, but you can at least hang your hats on Diana Taurasi, still having a lot left in the tank. You've got a a season, not a season sweep, but you've got a two game sweep over the storm to celebrate, which included a vintage Diana Taurasi performance and a clutch three at the end of the game. Um, Very fun to watch her do her thing, especially in a matchup that was touted as a bird versus Taurasi outing. You knew she was going to go out and get hers in a game like that. So congrats to Phoenix for being two and one in the early, uh, early in the season, probably with the toughest schedule of anybody. They, they opened the season against the aces and then two against Seattle. They've got another two games against the aces on the road in their next three. Uh, I probably made that sound really confusing, but uh, their next five games are at Vegas, Home versus Dallas, which should be a win at Vegas, at Los Angeles, at Atlanta, and at Chicago. So the four-game road trip there with not a lot to break things up. So not an easy schedule to get the Mercury started, but I think the X Factor have a lot to be excited for this year. It's always tough to tell early in the year what Phoenix is going to be capable of. But you know if they're healthy and rolling at the end of the year, they're going to be a threat in the playoffs, and it kind of looks like they've got that late-game magic yet again. We roll on to the Los Angeles Sparks, who, after a hot start going 2-0, they have dropped games uh, to both the Dream and the Sun on the road. They, I believe they play their first home game tonight. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, they will play tonight versus the Lynx. They should be able to get back in the win column. But they have a little bit of an offense problem. Um, they came just short against the Dream in a really close one. as a two-point loss. And then they lost by 17 at Connecticut. They only scored 60 points. It looks like the offense is going in the wrong direction. Not really an easy – there's no fingers to point necessarily, but there's not really an easy solution there. Um, you've got Neko Gumake, and you've got Jordan Canada, and you've got Liz Cambage. You should have enough players in that locker room to kind of pull whatever is happening in the offense out of this slump. Um, but so far, a little bit concerning um uh, for a team that we thought was kind of a fun wild card coming into the season, it doesn't look so far like I mean on any given night, I think they could beat a really good team, but um they do they spread the scoring apart really well they right now it's Canada and Ogumke and Cambage, and then uh Brittany Sykes is kind of their number four, and they're all getting like fifteen points a game, which is great, but you really need to have a one a who in crunch time, is the go-to um, and knows it and feels comfortable in that role. I don't know if they figured that out yet. Moving on to another team kind of going in the wrong direction. You've got a Seattle Storm team on a three-game losing skid. Kind of rare for things up in Seattle, but understandable if you see that they've played uh, Vegas and then a doubleheader against the Mercury, which, as we just mentioned, they lost both of those games. Um, Jewel Lloyd's having a good season so far. She's leading the team in both points per game and field goal percentage. Sue Bird is on the board as they're leading a sister per game, but they fell prey to a Tarazi, uh vintage night, as we mentioned, and don't really look the part of contenders right now. They're one in three. It's This is one of those teams where you just keep telling yourself, it's so early, it's so early, but the season is short. They got to get it going on soon. <laughs> uh, they do have a big home stand coming up. They've got one, two, three. Boy, that's so many. They have seven home games in a row um, in Seattle coming up at their at their new arena. So they host a bunch of good teams. They've got a couple. They've got like two against New York and one against Dallas in there. Uh, they should be able to find some wins in there and also beat some of the better teams that they play. But keep an eye on how that home stretch goes because if they go five hundred or worse, uh, then all of a sudden they get slammed with a bunch of road games and they end the season against some strong opponents. So it's Climate Pledge Arena is going to be the site of a lot of good games in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Seattle needs to win a couple of those, or they're going to find themselves scrapping for a playoff spot at the end of the season. Uh, that does introduce us to kind of the danger zone of who does and doesn't make the playoffs in our power rankings four games into the season. Um, next up is the Dallas Wings, who, of those teams that are kind of on the outside looking in, maybe, um, you have a Dallas team that made the playoffs last year and has beat teams back-to-back on the road uh, they, they got a win at the Mystics and then they held on against the Liberty one by 10. Uh, they play the Mystics again at their own place tonight, uh, 6 p.m. on CBS Sports Networks. So that should be a good one. Uh, in fact, that should be a really good one. Dallas versus Washington is going to be a surprisingly tight matchup. I think this team really goes, it, it just follows a Goomba Wale wherever she goes. Um, for better or worse. I think Marina Mabry's already off to a great start to the season, but it still comes down to, is it an Arike nuclear offense type of night where she just can't be stopped? Or is she missing shots and forced into things that just aren't in her comfort zone? And it's just, if you're a Dallas fan, you know, that's been the story for a couple of years now. And it's kind of the same deal, even with all the young talent down there. Um, she's the captain of that ship. And we'll, we'll see, I guess, uh, whether that's a good strategy to bank on. They do have a couple interesting games coming up. They will play Washington, Phoenix, and then Minnesota. Um, so an opportunity to stay in the win column before they take off on a five game road trip against some of the league's best teams. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, next up, probably the surprise of the season for a lot of people, certainly for us, although we love their draft, the Indiana fever, um, they I they're ten in our power rankings, so by no means are we necessarily seeing tons of wins pouring in for this team, but they're two and three, and they've been in four of their five games this season. Um, and they've been a tough out. They played a really good game against the dream that they lost. They'll play the dream again tonight. Uh should be worth the watch. Um they do their their wins are another one another one of those teams where their wins are suspect. They have a win against the Liberty who might be really bad, or at least are playing poorly right now. And they've got a win against the Lynx, who might be really bad and could be even tanking. So maybe not the most impressive resume, but the fact that they're out there with such a young core, uh, playing fun basketball, Kelsey Mitchell, leading the team in virtually every offensive category, Melissa Smith, 18 points before leaving uh, that game against the dream with a right ankle injury she is day-to-day um so hopefully nothing too serious we're going to keep an eye on that but she's a big part of what they're doing there also queen egbo kind of one of the more neglected picks of the draft people weren't crazy about her at 10 she's been having a good season keep an eye on the indiana fever and what they're doing with these rookies and maybe kelsey mitchell having uh, a bit of a renaissance year after being buried on that uh- <laughs> Uh, losing indiana team for so long they they've won only a handful games over the last couple seasons combined this could be a very fun season to see them grow we're going to keep an eye on them as well um by the way that atlanta fever um er, the atlanta versus the fever game uh it really was all it was cracked up to be It, it was maybe the most surprisingly fun game of the season go back and catch that one if you haven't already uh, all right. Bottom two teams. I'm going to get through them really quick because it's sad. And we don't like, especially on a solo episode, I don't want to feel like I'm beating up on these teams, but these are teams that need to turn things around in a hurry. First up, we've got the New York Liberty Liberty. Uh, you know what you're doing wrong. <laughs> so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But Liberty uh beat the Connecticut Sun in their season opener. They're on a three-game losing skid, already looking like if they don't turn things around, specifically on defense, it's going to be an ugly year. However, Sabrina's playing really well. And I know people got a little bit of oversaturation of Sabrina when she was first drafted. There was a big... You know, there was there's a lot of talk with choosing in college of she was returning to Oregon when she could have gone to the league and she wanted to win a championship, and then that turned out to be the COVID year and everything got all screwy. And then she came into the league, played three good games, and then hurt her ankle, didn't really get to see what she was capable of. Well now it seems like every close game to Liberty you're in, she's hitting clutch shots and producing some highlight ready plays. Uh, it's just not producing wins. Uh, they they don't have I think as strong a front court as they anticipated, I don't know if Steph Dolson is necessarily having the season they wanted. And as much as we, I I don't know. I don't know how the rest of the hosts feel about Natasha Howard. Um, It's, it's hard to watch this team suffer these close losses and not put a little bit of it on Natasha Howard's plate. Um, She's got to be better under the basket. They've got to be better on the boards. Uh, Just feels like, that has a lot to do with what's going wrong with them right now. But Sabrina getting 19 points a game and, but Nigel Laney still looking like she's sort of adjusting um, means that this team could have a high ceiling still that hasn't reached yet. I think Laney is probably going to be the primary scorer as soon as she gets her legs under and gets used to being like back in the country after playing foreign ball. So uh, hopefully this is one of those teams that we look back in middle of the season and we're like, Oh, they started slow, but they got it. They got it figured out. Um, still, a lot of good minutes and a lot of good playing time from Michaela Anionuere. Um So we're excited to see where you know what what comes from that. There's also some other pieces there that I'm not going to dig into because we got to get to the last team on our list, uh, Minnesota Lynx. It's not good. Um, they're the only winless team in the league. They are 0 and 4. That makes. Climbing back into playoff contention, not an impossibility. We've seen it happen tons of times um, just in the last couple of years. Teams can start slow and still figure things out, get back in the playoffs and do some damage. But not when they're making the types of moves that Minnesota making, which don't seem to make a lot of sense right now. It kind of has the vibe of a team either without leadership or going in a direction that is decidedly threading itself for next year and the year after. So, we'll see what happens and what becomes of the Minnesota Lynx. But it's bad times right now in Minnesota. Um, it's not wrong to think that this team can still do some things. Jessica Shepard's one of the best surprises of the young season. And Sylvia Fowles is still doing it, um, even in her final year. She's averaging 18 points a game on 61% shooting. So, they still have the pieces. Uh, it's just a matter of whether they want to use them. So, we will see. I mean, they've got uh, a little road visit to the Sparks coming up. Which should be interesting. I know those teams don't necessarily like each other. And then a little mini road trip continues at Las Vegas and at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um could be it could get worse before it gets better for mm-hmm. Minnesota. That to me, that looks like a a possibility of an 0-6-0-7 start if they don't turn things around in a hurry. That is your very quick, although maybe too long, 20-minute overview of what happened this weekend, where every team sits in our kind of personal power rankings. Um, as well as uh, a much-needed highlight for some of the young players that are coming along in league right now. Ryan Howard, boy, if you, yeah, if you were busy this weekend, you worked a double shift, whatever. Go find the highlights. Um, go find the quotes. She is league ready in a class of rookies that looks league ready. She's leading the way. So. Thank you so much for tuning in to this, uh, this Insomniac episode of the show. We will have a more full episode coming at you mid this week as we get our schedule all figured out. Um, I want to thank you all for listening and for keeping up with the season so far. Uh, let me know your, your comments, your expectations, your big, bold predictions for which teams will uh, rise to the top or sink to the bottom after um, interesting starts here, like roughly 15% into the season. Um, there's a lot of season left, but don't let that fool you. These games still matter. Every game matters. Uh, and We will be bringing all the news and notes from each weekend like this to you in some form or another. Most of the time, I won't be by myself. so <laughs> um, Thank you for listening. Make sure you give us a follow, WNBA Nation Pod, um, The website's very exciting. We have a really cool merch page over there. We've got the blog. We've got all kinds of stuff coming at you this summer, so be sure to check that out. Uh, Until next time I'm Logan Jones And we got you next time